Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. started here today, let's talk a little bit about who we are. I mean, there's th- that question, um, you know, we throw that question out there, who are you? It can kind of be a hard question to answer because there's lots of different ways that we try to uh, show someone or tell someone or communicate to someone who we are. But if I asked you that question today, Rhonda, who are you? What comes to mind? What would you say? It's so true because your initial response is like, oh, I'm a mother, I'm a wife, I'm a pastor. Initially, you start to think about all the titles you carry, but that's actually not who I am. Those are roles. Those are titles I have in this season that won't always be in the same capacity that, but that, so that can't shape exactly who I am. It's part of, but let's it start who I am. Let's actually start there. So, yeah, so yeah. let's, let's talk about some okay. of those surface things oh, okay, sure. okay. that make you who you are. Well, I am a pastor and I am a mother of two beautiful teenage daughters. I'm a wife. I love Jesus. I'm a Jesus follower. That should have been my first response. I'm a Jesus follower. Uh, I am a lover of friends, lover of people. I'm a lover of dogs. Anyone that knows me, I love my two schnauzers. And so those would be initially, and a lover of worship and just, yeah, just I love being in ministry. And so I think those would be the, the greatest definers right now. If I was to say on the surface, just on my titles, those would be in this season kind of what's defining who I am. How and give you? me a little bit about oh. your background first and then I'll oh. Okay, well, I was raised in St. Catharines. That's actually Lori and I. It's kind of funny. We grew up in St. Catharines. Our parents are best friends, and that's how Lori and I met. And so I was raised in Niagara region and then went to University of Minneapolis for, um, for music. And that was linked with North Central Bible College. And then I moved back to Ottawa, where I met my husband, Jason, who Lori, in fact, matchmaked me with. So all you know, Lori is an amazing matchmaker. Not only is she a pastor, that's one who she is. She's a matchmaker. So my husband and I were introduced through Lori and her husband, Jason, as well. And so my husband, Jason, and I got married in 1998. We had our two daughters and have lived in Ottawa ever since. And I've been in ministry. I've also had seven years in the business world and have come back recently back into ministry and so that's a little bit of, in the beginning of the ministry, I was in worship as a worship pastor. And now as life has kind of changes of roles, I've come as an assistant pastor and uh, I just love what I do. And so, and then I've got two dogs, as I mentioned before. So that would be some of those things of who I am. How about you, Laura? So if I start on the surface, cause I totally agree that, you know, those things, although they help to define who we are. They aren't who we are. There's so much more to who we are than those things. But for me, um, some of those things are similar. I am a pastor as well, have been for, I think, about 20 years, actually, which is crazy to say. Um, I have four teenagers, uh, age 
18, 16, 15, and 13, so you can pray for me. <laughs> it's a crazy season, but they are amazing, and I love them. I'm a wife, and I'm also the wife of a pastor. My husband is also a pastor, um, and we lead a church uh, called Life Center and absolutely love it. It's not a job. It's definitely a calling, and it's our life, and we love it. Um, my background is uh, I went to college for social work and that is what I wanted to do. I knew that I was going to be in the helping people field, um, you know, throughout my life and even going through my teenage years and my, I, it was just something that came very naturally to me. And I, I always knew that I would somehow in some way be in the helping people uh, profession. But what's so interesting to me is that when I was younger, all I ever wanted to be was a mom. I mean, more than a career person, more is I dreamed about being a mom. And so when I had my first child, I thought that that would fulfill all of my life's dreams, hopes and dreams. And it didn't. It actually didn't. I mean, my, my first child was unbelievable and I loved him with all of my heart. But I knew that there was more. And so it really sent me on a very interesting journey from that point on of discovering what is that more that God has created me for and, uh, and just learning and figuring that out has been a really, really incredible journey. And so I was a teacher for four years um, before becoming a pastor and then had my kids. I stayed home for a number of years with my kids and then I've been working in full-time ministry for I don't know, 10 years now or something. So, so yeah, so it's been, it's been an incredible journey. And that, those are some of the things that make up, you know, who have, have helped to define who I am. So go a little deeper for me, Rhonda. What would you say those experiences, you know, from how you were raised to, you know, some of the different careers that you've had and education and experience, how have they shaped who you are? Who are you outside of those things? You know, in my 20s, I don't know if I could have answered that. You know, and I think as I've kind of journeyed with the Lord, I really feel like he has shown me, you know, who I am in him is really his daughter. And I think in my 20s and my 30s, I really did define a lot of who I was by what I, who I was by what I did. You know, I was always a career focused person. And so for me, it, I had a lot of affirmation from, you know, worship, being in music. And as soon as that started to shift, I, I actually found myself struggling to figure out who I was. I didn't know what I really was outside of those areas that maybe brought me a lot of affirmation I felt really successful in. And so when there was success attached to it, it actually made me feel like, yep, this is who I am. This is what I'm made to do. This is defining me. But as soon as that started to shift, it really did shift a lot internally for me. And that's a journey that God has had to bring me on to redefine my relationship with him outside of what I do. And so because career and success was such a focus for me that God has had to really deal with in my own life, I've allowed him now to shape that desire to, my heart for pastoring is now, I think what God has kind of really shaped in my heart to show me that no matter what stage I'm in, no matter what, if it's leading worship, if it's in my office counseling someone, if it's with my kids, if it's with Jay, if it's with anyone in general, it really is that my heart is to encourage and to inspire out of the love and the encouragement I'm receiving from God. And so who I am has been defined by how God has shown me his faithfulness in my life and shown me how to kind of operate as the same person 
and all of these different areas, regardless of what it looks like on the outside, regardless what success is attached to it, affirmation. And that has been a journey. And I'm still on that journey. It is really a reshaping, a transformative journey for me. Uh, and I think that was part of my struggle. Like when I left, when I kind of moved out of, outside of full-time ministry into the business world, it was re, it was really seeking that again, really seeking that affirmation and seeking that place. Where can I really be successful and kind of dig my heels in and feel like I have a defined place here, but my defined place should always be with God. And so that's always brought me up short. Right. It's always brought me up short. But when you have that defined place with God, that I am loved. I am seen, I'm known, I'm secure, and I am exactly, God can't love me more if I do more. He won't love me less if I do less. That when I am actually secure in that place, you really then become who God's called you to be. So good. And I think it is a lifelong journey. I don't necessarily think we just arrive there and we stay there because I feel like culture and everything around us is constantly pressuring us to go back into the realm of performance and success and what do other people value, right? And that affirmation becomes very addictive. When you start doing something well and you get a lot of affirmation for it, it becomes very addictive. You crave it. You need it. And so I think it really is a lifelong struggle. You know, one thing I want to contrast between your life and my life, which I think is so interesting because each one of us has very different journeys in discovering like who we really, really are. But, you know, growing up as best friends, growing up, seeing a, an inside view of, of each other's lives, you know. I would have always seen you, especially as you were younger and coming, well, actually always, not even just always, I've always seen you as this incredibly talented, gifted person, like the successful person, you embody that and have embodied that from a very, very young age. You're good at a lot of things, you know, things that the world values. You know, you were good in school. You were this incredible singer. You were good at sports. Seemed like everything you did, you were so good at. Whereas for me, if I contrast my own journey and my own experience, you know, I grew up feeling like I didn't really have anything that I was really good at. I didn't really have anything that you know, the world valued a place that I got a lot of validation or a lot of, and so I kind of had a, um, I, I didn't really know how God could possibly use my life. I didn't really know what I had to offer the world. So my journey has been um, different in the sense that I've had to allow God to bring healing to the places that I felt so inadequate for any, for any task at hand, no matter what task came before me, I felt inadequate. And I've had to allow God to bring healing and to show me that he created me with a purpose. And so as God has used my life, I've literally just stood back in amazement. <laughs> like it hasn't been, um, it hasn't been a journey of feeling like, uh, you know, I need to be successful. It's been like, oh my gosh, if God could use me, he could use anyone because I'm the most unlikely person for God to use for anything. So I think it's an interesting journey, although it's still a journey, right? Whether my journey was rooted in insecurity um, or yours was rooted in success, there it's still the same journey to discovering that none of that other, that external stuff really matters. If I don't know that I know that I know that I am fully, wholly, and completely loved by God. 
that it's actually not about how gifted or talented or impressive of a person I am, that I have to believe and live out that I am a daughter of God. And with that comes these incredible blessings and inheritance and rights and authority that I get to walk in, that I actually get to help people become who God's made them to be. Like what an honor, what a joy, but I can only do that if I know that I know that I know that I am fully and completely loved by God. So at the end of the day, who am I? Exactly the same answer as you. I'm a daughter of God. I belong to God and that defines who I am. And I want everything I do to come out of that place because any other place leads me somewhere that I can't find the fulfillment that I'm actually looking for. Exactly. We're always, we'll always come up short because we were made to actually be fulfilled only by God. And things cannot, even being an, the best mother, being the best wife, being the most, whatever it may look like in our lives, it will always come up short if that takes the place of God's rightful place in our heart. You know, the scripture I just love, and uh, I can't think of the reference right now, but I say it over and over is, you know, my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. And when we first, when you first hear that word, it'd be like, oh my goodness, like I'm owned. But when you are, you understand that you're a daughter of God and when you're owned by the king, the rights and the authority, it's not an owning, it's a safety and it's a defining of who you are. I've been bought, I am his. It's not like I am a slave, I am a slave in a good way, it's slave to bring freedom. Like I am his. And so sometimes that that scripture, I think can make people maybe feel like, oh wow, like I don't have any rights or I have no, it's actually the opposite. It is the opposite because all that God has, we're owned by him is ours. All that we have is given to us. And yeah, so I have this picture in my mind as you're saying that of, you know, this idea of the surrender aspect is laying down, giving up something. But actually, as we do that, God gives us in return so much more than we could ever lay down. So much more. And I feel like it's actually a lie. It's a deception to believe that, you know, I have to give up who I am. I have to give up myself. I, I'm, I'm giving to God for what? No, it's actually the opposite. God wants to give you so much more than you could ever give him in return. Yet we hold on so tight to the things that we think we know better or the ways we want to do it or, you know, our own pride or our own all of that, we hold on so tight instead of just surrendering it to God, becoming, recognizing and embodying that, yes, I'm a slave to God, but the rights that that gives me, what he gives me in return is so much greater. And it is actually the fulfillment we're seeking in all of those other things. So it is really powerful. It is so powerful. And I feel like today, like it's an encouragement for all of us that even my own life, it's a reminder to lay down for perhaps some of you is laying down that insecurity or laying down. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of love or there's nothing. I'm just average or there's nothing. I don't really have a great purpose. It's laying that down to say like, God has made you with a purpose. It's laying down what you think that that story should look like. Maybe it's laying down resentment. For me, it was laying down a lot of disappointment, laying down resentment of what I felt like my life should have panned out to be. Meanwhile, when I look at now looking back, I am in awe and sometimes brought to such tears to say, God, You've been so faithful. I would only have the eyes to see. You are doing miraculous things in my life all the way through. And I'm actually where I'm supposed to be. Those things I thought I was supposed to be or do is 
not at all. And it probably would have been things that would have destroyed me. But God knew. He knows best. And it's laying down sometimes that picture or the story we feel like it shouldn't be written. So today, I think it's a reminder for myself. And I'm having that moment, that awakening moment to say, like, God, you know, there's those places in my life to just freshly lay down so that you can take up more space, more capacity, more of me. Because my life is not my own. I've been bought with a price. And I want his life to be lived in and through me. Because there's no greater purpose. Because we stand before him. This is just a breath. This is this we're passing through. But I want to leave the greatest imprint and bring God the most glory I can as we move through. And no matter what our story is, it's a story that God has destined you to be a part of. And so step into your story today and don't shortcut what God has for you because he is writing a beautiful story and he is working a purpose in your life. I think every human being is searching for significance for meaning, There's, they want their life to matter. And it's why we we attempt so many different pursuits to find that meaning, to find that significance. But honestly and truly, when I was like in my early, early 20s, I had an encounter moment with God that shifted everything. And living, you know, 20 years of my life purposeless, really not knowing if God could use me or how he would use me, through an encounter with God, just shifted that. And from that day forward, from that day forward, I knew, I didn't know how, because I still didn't really have anything that I thought was valuable to offer God. But God took me in that, in that moment. And he absolutely began to lead my life. And as I laid down what I didn't have, he began to lead and use my life in ways that I couldn't believe. And actually recently in my Bible reading, I've been struck, I've been reading through 1 Samuel, and I've been struck by all of these stories that have talked about um, the children of Israel going into battle with the most unlikely weapons. You know, they were um, in captivity to the Philistines, and the Philistines wouldn't let them have any metal um, weapons. They weren't allowed to have any swords, spears, nothing like that. So they sharpened wooden dowels and, and made out of wood these weapons. And they won. They defeated them with the most unlikely weapons. I mean, the story of David and Goliath. He goes in with stones, the most unlikely weapons. But I, I kind of love it now at this stage of my life that, you know, there's nothing in my own life that I can say, Oh, the, I'm so talented at these things and this is why God's using me. No, actually, I am the most unlikely weapon, but God is using my life. And I am just in awe of what he is able to do as we lay down our own lack and inadequacy, but we put it in his hands. He's able to do something extraordinary with our lives. And so I just encourage you listeners today too, if you're feeling those things, if you feel like, well, I just, I don't even think I have what it takes. Actually, that's a beautiful space for God to begin to work and have his way in your life. So surrender it to him, give it to him and let him do what only he can do. Because today we want you to know that there is more in you than you could possibly realize and that you're absolutely amazing and worthy of love. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.